0: Zane low, Apple Music.
1: Do you have any idea how long I've been trying to get Benny Blanco to have a full-length conversation that resembles anything remotely structured or serious? It's nearly impossible. It's not that he's not serious about what he does or who he is or the music he makes or any of the art or artistic endeavors that he undertakes. It's just that I don't think talking about them is really high on his priority list. And I respect that, but he respects my tenacity. And so here we are. At a point on the interview series where somebody that you weren't entirely sure you wanted to hear stories from for 40 minutes to an hour is about to give you stories for 40 minutes to an hour and you're going to want to hear every single one of them. Because Benny Blanco is more than just a brilliant creative producer, somebody who speaks the artist's language almost better than anybody I've ever met. But he's also a great storyteller if you can convince him to tell you them. It took me a long time to do it. The least you could do is listen. I love this place. I feel like the whole idea of building a creative space that you could live in, or stay the night in, or whatever, why, why didn't we figure this out sooner? I, I don't get it. Like, I, first of all, I'm no,
0: I don't know how to do anything. I'm not even good, I just have a good space. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even good at making music. Well this is gonna
1: be a very short interview then, it, bro, because it, there's a lot of people here hear based on the fact that you're good.
0: <laughs> no, it's like honestly, I think that's like one of the biggest parts of it. Right. It's like, look, if you like, you know, when you go to a friend's house and you're like, man, you're like, they had all the dopest. Shit. Oh, they we like went to this one restaurant and they, yeah. and you're like telling your other friend because it's like everything's discovery. Yeah, you know, it's like music. It's like the same thing. You want to be that person to come and say, yo, no, no one knows about this. No one, like, you gotta be the. It's like it's like the weed dealer. It's a
1: factor. Yeah, it's definitely a factor. The idea of being able to look, it's it's like I, you know. Can you be a great producer, yes. Can you be a great musician, yes. Can you combine that with the idea of really, really good curatorial expertise and taste? That's like a golden combination. You just want someone to tell you how it is yeah.
0: always yeah. in life. Yeah. So whether it's cooking, whether it's music, I'd rather someone just be like, yo, like, this is f-ing amazing or like, you know what? Well, like, not good enough. Song doesn't hit for me. And you know? you're an
1: honest human. And this is one of the things I've, I, I, I connected with you straight away. The first time we ever met, I was like, oh, this guy's honest. Because you were like, I don't like you. And I was like, that's fair enough. But at least you're being honest. <laughs> um, and I, I wondered, were you always that? Were you an honest kid? Or did you learn that to be really successful on your own terms in this business, honesty is a trait you should develop? Honestly, I'll tell you, honestly, I'll
0: tell you something. So, obviously, I'm always honest. But when when I first got into the music business and someone was like, oh, I wanna work with you.
1: Hmm.
0: My first instinct would be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Like, I was so scared to let people down and I was so scared to really like, but I, I realized really quickly that if you just tell people the truth, if you're just like, you're an incredible musician, you're amazing, you're one of the biggest in the world. I don't know if we'd make good sh- Like, it's like, I'm not necessarily into your stuff, but I would do this thing, and then I'd play this phone tag forever, rather than just like at the beginning, just being like, hey, like, I don't love your music, you're an awesome person, it's just not for me. Obviously everyone else loves it, because you're the biggest in the world, but it's like, yeah. so I realized that a few years in, and ever since I did that, it's like, it's so much easier, and people like you way more. They might not like you in that very second, if you're like,
1: that piano part, man, is, it's not it. But there's a difference between saying the piano part's not cutting it, we need to try it with a different instrument or not at all, and saying to somebody, "I don't think we should work together." I know, I know, <laughs> it's intense. crazy. It's great That's intense, and you have every right to, because time is important to you, and you could be spending it doing something more productive for you and whoever. And it's just like it's just like this.
0: If I get in with you and I'm not inspired, how are we going to make something awesome? Yeah. Like it's like it's like if if it. If I'm not there, I'm only good when I'm there.
1: Like people are good when they're there. No one wants to phone anything. Yeah, yeah, too much it, of that going on in the business. Yeah. And you're very good at it. I know that because I asked you to do something like this three or four times and uh, finally, uh, we- it's true though. No, I'm not, that no. is, there's some truth to that. No, no, but here's,
0: here's the truth. When the time's right, it's going to happen. I don't ever want to force into something because I know mm. I f- with what you do, you f- with what I do and it's like, when the time is right, we're gonna come up with something and it's gonna be so good. And it's like, I never like to rush into things. Like I put out songs sometimes that are six years old, eight years old, and I'm just waiting for the time. You know, people who write with me like when, they'll be like, what, you pulled this song out? And I'll redo it because a good song is a good song. Whenever it's time, it's gonna come out. And it's just like, people put like this weird, pre- they put so much pressure on themselves about timing all the time. Yeah. Like, and I don't uh, I don't understand why people do it. It's like, and we all do it,
1: sometimes I do it. Because we're constantly being told through almost every single channel that we invest our time into, in return we get told you're running out of time. And it's always a lie. It's always a lie. Anytime someone tells you-
0: Technically it's true. No, and yeah, of course, we're gonna, we're all dying, but like, but someone's always telling you this. Like they're always saying like, like even with this interview, someone's gonna tell us a date that's not true. They're gonna be like, you gotta turn this in by this date. That date's not true. And then they're gonna tell you another date and that date's still not true. (laughs) And even if that date is true, there's always time. Like uh, sometimes when you freak out, you ever have a little thing where you get anxious and you freak out, you're like, oh, "I'm not going to be able to finish this. I'm Are not going to be." Able.
1: I had one today, I mean, almost every day. But if you step back and you're right. like, there's always time. There always is. There's always a second. There's- but you're in a business that you have to sometimes work to time. I was at a record playback <laughs> that 3,000 people were at in the middle of Santa Clarita, and you guys finished a project because we were waiting to hear <laughs> it. So time's up. That's, Otherwise, everyone's getting on the people carriers and going back home, and hey, it's
0: sh- going to break loose. That's Kanye time. Time stands still for Kanye West. Right, that's you, true. You do whatever Kanye West says. That's true. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no. In that situation, that's true, because you're in his creative space. It's also like, come on, man, it's the goat. You got it, you got it. I you,
1: loved it. It was great watching you guys all march up the hill. You all looked exhausted, though. You couldn't, no amount of hoodies could hide that.
0: We're mixing down the songs.
1: People are texting me. They're like, yeah. "Hey, we just got here." I texted
0: you. Yeah, we're still we're still mixing. Are you done? Are you yeah. done? Are we're you still done? mixing the songs. Yeah. We're mixing it. We're playing it back live. And Ye's, yeah, you know, I, it, look, I'm sitting with Kanye West. Like this, since I was a kid, yeah, since yeah. I was yeah. 14 years old, and I was going to visit my grandma in East Orange, and there was a guy selling bootleg CDs, and I got a bootleg copy of The College Dropout. My life was forever changed. Love that. Forever changed. I remember riding back on the Amtrak the whole time, yeah. listening to the whole thing. So I'm sitting there with Kanye West in the room, okay? We're playing, it. this one was the "Kids See Ghost one. Uh-huh. We're playing the, the back, like Reborn is playing, okay? And he plays it. He's sitting there and he's like, he's pacing. He's like, he's like he's like sitting there, F- this mic thing's falling out. He's sitting there and he's like, just pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. And then he's like, he runs up and he stops it. And he's like, let me hear that again. And you're like, we're like, because we're trying to bounce this thing live. He's like, let me hear that again. And then like, they play it. They play his verse again. And then he like, stops it. And then he's like, damn, I'm fucking dope. That's what he said. He literally just goes, he goes, I'm fucking dope. He goes, play it one more time. And like, we're supposed to be bouncing down the whole thing. Everyone's looking at him like, he's crazy. He plays it. That's classic. He plays it again. He like, the way this man works is like, he might not say anything for the whole day. He might just be sitting there chilling. And then he'll be like, Hey, you know track number three? Okay, take the drums off this record from 1962, pitch them up three, and then add a reverb tail to it right now, and it'll fit right in. Then you're like, there's no way. Like, You do it, and you're like, okay, that's why Kanye West is the best of all time. Like,
1: Weren't you in a, because I'm fascinated, for those people that don't know, this was on a disused movie set slash ranch. And so there was all the original cabins and all of the, the, you know, all of the remnants of ranch life are still there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're all there. It's dusty. It's getting late. They've lit it beautifully. The whole thing feels super apocalyptic. And I think it was JJ said to me, man, I, I think they're literally in that cabin. There. Like, like, could you hear, were you tucked away far away or could you hear that people were arriving sh- to add to the tension of having to finish this sh-
0: no, we weren't even there. We were film- We were making the songs completely. This is set-
1: what's so great about this is everyone was like, they're <laughs> in that cabin right there. Like, There is no cabin.
0: We were, dude, Kanye is, we're driving. He's recording vocals through an iPhone to put onto it, getting mixed back at the thing to be sent to okay. us. I'm standing next to Kanye West. Like it's like li- life, like every day of my life is a moment where I'm just like, I can't believe this is my in life like you're sitting there you're with you're with kanye west and you're like listening back to the music that you guys just made yeah it's gonna live forever so many times in my life like there were these moments where i was like gonna meet kanye i was gonna i was my first album i ever did he was doing graduation we were right next we passed in the hallways all the time i would say hello but i I didn't want to say too much because i knew at the right time It was, and the person who actually introduced us together and got us working together was Francis and the Lights. So it's like, you never know. People always will be like, you know, I make records sometimes with like, Kay Perry, and then I make records with Francis and the Lights. And, 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 you know, with the Francis album, I did that album for free because I thought it was incredible. He moved into my house I, he was one of my favorite artists I've ever seen. And because you do things, because you feel, and, you be, and because of the art, and because you're doing it for culture, yeah. doing that, got me in with some of my favorite artists in the world because people respected the music that I was doing with Francis. It's like, I got to work with Bon because of Francis. I got to work with Kanye West because of Francis. You know, The Weeknd hit me up because of Francis. So
1: the question is, like for you as an aspiring creative who recognizes that you want to spend your life around artists making music, maybe be an artist, maybe be a producer, but you want to be in that space. You gotta start somewhere, right? And you can't just go in and start with Francis at the Lights. Maybe you could now with like one shot, but back then there was a certain way that you would get in. Yeah. And you got in through, you know, some of the most successful pop powerhouse production crews ever. Mm -hmm. You got straight in there. How does that happen? Like, how do you find yourself in a room with Max Martin? Like, how does that happen? So, so
0: basically, the first thing, but it is the same way that I popped up. Like the Francis and the Lights, the first thing that popped me off was a thing called Spank Rock
1: yeah, and Santi Gold yeah.
0: and Justice, and I was doing all. I was working with all of them in the under- that New
1: York scene was going off, right?
0: Yeah. So everywhere you went, it was it was you, there was so much fresh, crazy music, and I found myself
1: mm.
0: in that scene with Spank Rock, and people started listening to that, and they were like, "It didn't sell anything." We made like weird left of sender like booty bass. the bang isn't catching yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, but what it did is, you know, it's like guys like, you know, Max Martin, all these big powerhouses like heard me. I found myself in rooms with them and, and it was cool because I didn't know how to make songs. I knew how to make cool ideas. I did not understand songs. So Max, we're we're in we're in the room okay yeah and i'm i'm working with Britney Spears okay and it's right. like, i i never i never did any i don't well, know Well, hang on I max don't... is working with Britney Spears and you're in the room i'm in the it. room yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like so it's like but we're working so we're yeah. working they used to do this thing where they would like run conway okay and and there would be like all these different rooms going on at once so i'm working on one of the songs okay and i'm sitting there and like Max comes in and I've never met Max Martin in my life. I don't even know who he is. I don't know who anyone is. I'm a a guy who makes like cool left of center music and listens to like indie music and wears my pants funny. So I'm like sitting there and Max comes in and you know me, I'm honest. So he's like, he's like, what is this bridge? And it was like when like, no one was putting like stutter. Like, you know how like Nicki Minaj would be like that, 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 like the stutters and like the vocals. No one was doing that. So I was like putting stutters. And he was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh no, I think it's really tight. And he was like, no, we need a real bridge. And I'm like, no, no, this is the bridge. And he's like, no, we need a real bridge. And I'm like, no. I was like, this is so cool, man. This is the bridge. And like, there was like a standoff and then he like got upset with me. And <laughs> and Max is sitting there looking at me and he's like, where were you in 2003? And I was like, in Virginia? He's like, He was like, you know where I was? And I was like, where? He was like, I was on stage accepting the Songwriter of the Year award. But that's that's how you know you're right.
1: That's how you know you're right. Because the truth is, like, no disrespect, one of the greatest of all time, Max Martin, absolutely legendary. I look forward to the day where I can properly shake his hand and congratulate him on all the remarkable music he's given us. But when you're accepting Songwriter of the Year, you're in a situation where you're like, it works. When you're in Virginia, you're like, hmm, what's broken that I can put together to make some crazy shit?
0: No, it's, the, the thing that's really cool is like, Max is like halfway joking when he says that stuff, but he's like also serious because he yeah. can back up everything. Yeah. He's like, he, and me and him, I remember one time uh, we were in Sweden. It was the first time I went there. I'm, no one was up yet. So me and him went and got like uh, breakfast and we really bonded for the first time because both of our mentors growing up passed away. You know, his mentor was Dennis Pop. Mine was Disco D at the time, yeah. and both of them had passed away. And I remember that was like the first time where, like, he like looked at. I think kind of looked at me like a little shit, like in the beginning because he didn't know me. Yeah. I, like everyone looked at me like that, and, and I we like really connected there. And like being working with those guys, man, I I learned so much. There's so much shit you do just sitting there, just watching them. That like they don't even say. That's just like. Oh, yeah. And it seems so simple. It's like, oh, of course you should, like, add 16th notes in a chorus or something to give it more movement. And there should be, like, you should be able to tell it's the chorus. So adding something at the beginning of the chorus. Like, just so many little things that, like, you
1: see them do constantly. And I'm like, okay, take that. No but why difference. Sweden? I have to ask. You spent time with the mall. Why? What is it about this culture of music that why comes Why Virginia? To- Same sh-.
0: I think it's, you know why? Same question. Yeah. Do you know what I think it is? Here's what I think it is. There's not a lot of shit to do, in either one of them. You see, it's worked. Like there's some, like it's worked. Something's happened. You saw there was songwriters out of Sweden, so you're like, okay, it's a possibility. You see, in Virginia, it's like when you thought there was no possibility, it's like, okay, we got Teddy Riley, we got Tim, we got Pharrell. Chris Brown, we got Pharrell, we got we got the Neptunes, we yeah. got we got everyone, yeah. we got Missy Elliott, we. Yeah
1: and and yeah. so it's a breadcrumb scenario to some degree and you see someone's got to kick the door in and then everyone realizes okay maybe this is this is kind of what we're known for yeah it's like what drake did with canada yeah, and then people are like okay we can come out how the f- have you and maybe you have and maybe we just don't know about it but what is where's the drake benny blanco situation dude okay okay so first of all i have to ask because you've got I mean, you just ticked almost every box in the business. Here
0: are my, here are my interactions with Drake. Okay. <laughs> maybe 10 years ago, long time ago. Drake's like, he's like a little, he's a little bit Drake. Like, he's definitely like feeling himself. He's walking the right way. He's Drake. Yeah. It, maybe it's 2010, yeah. 2011. Like, he's like definitely got hits under his belt. Yeah. We're at the Grammys. I walk into the bathroom. I go to pee. Drake walks into the bathroom and he's like right next to me at the stall. And it's like, I'm like, what am I gonna, I'm like, hey, He's man. a tall guy too. Yeah, I'm like, nice man. Like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say to him? So I'm like sitting there. So like that one, scratch. Didn't, no, nothing happened. No contact, no anything. no look. Just, I'm looking straight forward, peeing as fast as I can running out of the situation. So, and there's like eight bodyguards outside. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going in. Okay. Yeah. Next scenario. My parents, one year, I gave them my tickets. Like, we get, like, we always have to take a bunch of people to the Grammys. So it's like, it's, for me, it's Grammy family. We take, I got a big family, we're taking everyone. So I remember it was like, I was up for a bunch of awards and I had two really good seats and then, like, two pretty good seats and then, like, four, like, yeah. Okay seats. Yeah. So like so like I said to my mom and dad, I said, you guys take these seats. And they were like really good seats. Like like second row. Yeah. My mom sits down and she's sitting next to Drake, right next to Drake. And my dad is right next to Rihanna on the other side. So my dad <laughs> is my dad's occupied over there. Then uh my mom is sitting there and she starts talking to Drake and she's just like She's like, you know, my son makes music. Like, and like, and she's like, and he's like, oh, who's your son? And then she's like, oh, Benny Blanco. And he's like, oh, I love him. Yeah, set us up. We got it. And then he literally, uh, he literally switched seats with his dad because I think my mom was probably being so annoying like that he actually switched seats and then my mom's just sitting next to Drake's dad. So that was the second time. Third time. Third time. I'm, um, Me and Ed are on the road, we're in Canada. It's the day him and Future drop that project yeah. together. Someone hits us up from OVO and they're like, you guys want to come through to the release party. And I'm with, it's like me, Ed, uh, I, I was with a few friends that were in town, Tobias Jesso Jr. And like, Amazing. and like a few of our other like friends, we go to this, cl- we go to like some place that Drake owns. It's like in the middle of nowhere, we get in there, This is like, we thought it was going to be like a massive party. This is like for like not that many people. Like there's like a DJ and there's like. Like how many like? 60. And like, and we're like, and we're in there. Like there's like. You are
1: very noticeable as the outsiders at a 60 person party. And like. That's a small wedding
0: it's like crashing a small wedding No, and it's in a huge place so it's teeny I think eventually there's like 90 like and it's like obviously by Drake's choice it's like it's not like like, there's 4 million people that would come so he's like we're like in the thing and there's like it's honestly like there's like 67 women and like Six goofy men yeah. in the corner and then Drake's crew. Yeah. And like, we're literally, Drake's not even there yet. We're like sitting there and we're, we're actually, it's honestly like out of like a, like a Seth Rogen movie. We're like on the dance floor, like doing the robot. And then like, like, everyone's like hating on us at the beginning. And then like, eventually everyone's like, okay. And like, everyone, like we're dancing with everyone. We like start the party. And then Drake comes in. We have a small interaction. And then I've had, since then, A few minor interactions with him. But then I'm like, what do we even do? Like, Drake... He he has has his crew. That's what... I always say this. I'm like... He has his crew. I say this with music. This is the same thing with, like, when people are like, oh, to work with or not work with. What do I bring to the table? He knows how to make the perfect song. And also, it's like...
1: Really? Because that's what I was going to say when you say, what do I bring to the table? that's a fair assessment when he has Noah... And he has his crew and Boy he's Wonder and so that, but yeah. but equally, what does he bring to the table of a Benny Blanco project now? Because you do have this, this 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 expressive lane to make music under your own name. I would definitely
0: work with him to put a song out for me. Right, but I don't know if that's happening. He's Drake. He knows. He's so he has such a. He knows exactly what he, he's like one of those perfect artists. He knows Mm. exactly when it's time to drop, exactly what the marketing's gonna be, exactly how much he's just gonna sprinkle onto you. He knows exactly which new artist is the one he should be working with. He
1: He knows all the things. He's just surrounded by great people. Yeah. That's one of the things that he's, one of the things that, you know, I think people recognize now is that aside from his own instinct, he has great instinct with his team. Yeah. And, you know, he he just keeps his crew super tight and everyone brings this kind of essential taste to it. Of course. Like what Oliver does within that camp is yeah, so essential. Incri-
0: Dude, all of them, like, for me, and it's just like, musically, it's like, that's one of the reasons I started being an artist. It's just like, I want to do things that are keeping it exciting and super fresh for me. And it's like, I made songs for so many years for other people, and it's like, you know, what other? How many times can you make a song? Yeah. For you know what I mean. Well, that's
1: that's. I'm glad you said that because that was definitely somewhere I was going to go at some point, which was like the idea of um, creative fatigue, which seems strange to people when they're aspiring to get into a position like you're in, where the door opens every day and someone exciting walks in. But you're right. There's when there's an expectation around what you're going to do together, which is within a construct of success. So. It's different with francis and the lights because you just want to make music that moves you yes but when someone comes in on wednesday and they're like i need that benny blanco heat like i need to get in the billboard Hot 100 i need to get that heat you got the hits you know how to make the hits you learn from the best and now you're the best i want to make i want the hits give me the hits and then you then you're immediately compromised right you just are oh, by the very nature of what the ambition is it's not about what's great it's about yeah. what's great and what's going to
0: work yeah i don't make music like that for me it's like some other people want you to show. Sure. Of course, right. of course. But I don't work with people. I work with people who, I work with people who can do all that on them on their own for the most part. Like right. it's like, especially like now for me, it's like I just want to work with someone who, when I'm in the room with, like <clears throat> there's certain people I get in the room with, like because I'm a fan. At the end of the day, if yeah, I get yeah, in yeah. the room, that's the number one thing. I, and I see someone do something great. Like, bro, I don't care how many fucking people you interview, like some of the people you get in the fucking room with, you're like, this is the dopest thing in the world. I don't care how cool you are. I don't care what it is. And you could, you could lie to yourself or to other people and I could do the same thing. But it's like, dude, we're fans of music. So it's like, if I'm in and Justin Bieber sings something really fucking tight, I'm like, damn, if fucking Ed Sheeran picks up a guitar and plays something, I'm like, holy shit. If Kanye West is sitting there and he opens up a ASR 10 and starts playing samples and wiling out, I'm
1: going insane. So when you're in your car or six months later because you have to let it go and then it goes into the machine yeah. and the machine then does the pictures and the pictures go out into the product and the product yeah. goes in the streaming service and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and then you're hearing Teenage Dream or you're hearing I Kissed a Girl or you're hearing moves like Jagger for the first time on the radio, are you like, huh? Bro, I am a f***ing kid. Anytime, if I'm alone,
0: anytime I hear one of my songs on the radio, it's like the first time. I'm so, I'm like, I still get the heart putter like the everything and i'm like i'm like oh my god if i'm with another human being turn the channel but like if i'm by myself and i'm like sitting there and it's like dude it's the biggest rusher i'm driving by and i see a girl singing at the top of her lungs with her sister or brother to one of my songs like those are the moments what
1: what song was that when did that happen because i know it did all the time all the
0: time yeah and it's like or like i'm at a concert and I see someone singing the song, and I, wa- I look around, and I'm watching everyone. Sometimes I start crying. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like so cool that like, you know, it, I don't, it's just like such a, you know, I never take this shit for granted, man. Yeah. It's like, it's, 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 it's better than any drug in the world. There's nothing fucking better. I, don't, I never tried heroin, but I'm telling you, writing the best song is fucking better than heroin.
1: And you get to go home, that's the mad thing, is that you get to like indulge in the creative experience and be a part of that. then you go home and no one bugs you no and then you have to go back the next day and you and 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 this is i'm sure a language that you become very fluent in which is the ability to be able to create in a space with artists when they're compromised their energy is compromised because to your point it's not just about making music it was that simple great but there's so much shit going on when they leave that room right of course and it's like i'm when I get in with the artist,
0: first of all, I'm also like, why the fuck did I decide to be an artist now? I've made it this long without anyone noticing what the fuck's wrong with me. Yeah. Say I get in the room with, you know, any artist, doesn't matter. Put an artist, Bruno Mars, whatever it is. It's like, hey, how you doing? The artist is going to be like, oh, I'm good. Like, like anyone says. And then I have to be like, "No, oh, how are you really doing? And then they're like, oh, you know, we're this and that. And then it's like, we got it. We gotta get to a place because this is a safe place. When someone comes yeah. in here, there's no cameras, you there's no, this, the no one, no one gives a shit. They can be themselves, man. I, I've had people cry, I've had people get angry, I've had people leave, I've had people, I've had people, you know, have to go talk to their therapist because they realized something when we were in the room. Mm. I've had I've also had people who've Come in and turn up, and we make a song in fifteen minutes. You know, and it's like it's a different feeling every time, and you never you never know what's going to happen when you're in this room. And it's like sometimes I don't make music. Sometimes we sometimes you hang out with someone. Take Phineas for example. When we did, uh, you know, we did Lonely. Okay, me and Phineas worked very early on in him and Billy's career. I worked with him and Billy. When Billy was probably like 13, 14, maybe 14. Uh, oh,
1: you must be one of only two or three other people she's ever worked with.
0: It's really weird. Yeah, I don't think she's been in the studio with a lot of
1: people. Yeah, no, that's like two or three. She really? told me, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like Tyler the Creator, I guess me, and then like maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I guess she doesn't. Yeah, but she came in the studio right here, uh, worked for like four or five days. Um, we made some music. I went to all her like I I've, I've been a Billy fan since the beginning. I went to all her first shows, everything. I was at every I was at the ones where there was like a hundred people or less.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So you hang on. So you made some music, and this is something that I know everyone who's watching this will want to know. And I don't want you to look for it, but you have that music. That music has to go somewhere. It has to live somewhere. I have a lot of music, but that's what I mean. I, from, I have a lot. But of that's mu- my point. But like, that's, but that's that's my point. That's the thing. Who knows?
0: Maybe in six years I'll do something. It wasn't time. It's not time. Do you listen to it? I know do you sometimes sit my here recall, in recall. The- no, my recall is like this. I, know all, I have all the songs in my head. Thousands. Wow. They come up when it's time. And I just let it, I let life take me on this ride. And it's like, but what I was saying about mm. Phineas mm. and Billy is like, we worked that first time. Then me and Phineas became good friends. You know, look, Billy's a lot younger. She has her own friends. I'm some old dude in the room. We're cool. Mm. It's like, but me and Finn became like good friends, okay? And we would get in the studio and not do anything. We'd get in, we'd talk for four hours. He would ask me a bunch of questions about old songs I did. I talked to him about stuff. Uh, this was right when like Billy's starting to blow up. And I'm like, hey, how you feeling? What's going on? And it's like, then it's like, then his whole life changes. Her whole life changes. They'd be it's massive. It's yeah. crazy. Over like two years. Yeah. It's insane. So we keep getting in the studio, never make a song, but I don't press it. It's not how it is. Then we finally get in the studio one day. We're like, let's make some shit for Justin. We're right here. He's right there. I'm actually, I'm right here. He's right there at the time. And then we like finish the song and I'm like, Finn, I want that ballad. We need to do that. I, want that. I want that ballad. I want to get the feeling. He's the best in the world at writing about it. I want that when the party's over. I want, I want to cry. So he's like, you want the ballad? And I'm like, yeah. And, I, and so he sits down at that piano right there, Wurlitzer, and he's sitting there. I'm right there. We're talking. We're saying like, oh, what should we do it about? And then 30 minutes later, we got the song. So it's like- Lonely. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just sitting here waiting for that magic to hit. Whenever it is, and I'm sitting here in life waiting for it to hit, and I'm not going to press it because when you press it, you hmm. make dog shit. Hmm. You don't make good music. Whenever there's too much pressure in the studio and it's like, oh, we got to make a hit today. We got to do that. It's like, I've never said that the word. I've never been like, yo, we got to make a hit today. Like, wh- why would you do that? I, I, I want to be like, we got to eat some good food today. Fart and smoke some pot and like... Maybe we'll make a mediocre song. Like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna over deliver.
1: There's method to this, like all the farting in the pot and the good food, which is all facts aside. There's method to this, right? There's two words that ultimately I think matter at the end of everyone's journey, which is let go. We have to try and figure out how to do that in life more, yeah. because at the end, that's what you'll be forced to do is to let go, right? You, you can't hold it. on anymore. That's the crazy thing about it. That's the put this the yin and the yang. Thinking about that song, lonely. It was an interesting time because that song came out not long after. I'd had this conversation with Justin at the beginning of last year which was kind of an impactful conversation where um, he was very transparent and honest and really just kind of laid it out for everyone to not just hear but see and it was really written all over him. Then Lonely comes out and it's like, okay, cool. I have a song that represents that experience and it felt like in a weird way it was a ribbon on the end of that era because ever since then it feels like Justin's light on his feet. And I sort of wonder whether that song represented to you the same thing. Like it was like, oh cool, okay, now the world knows he can be really honest through music. Now he can go about being in his 2.0, his 3.0.
0: Of course, of course. And Justin was just like, but again, it's all timing. He, he met the right girl. He, he found something that really touched him. Like whether, whatever it is, whether you believe in it or not, he found his version, he found, his, he found God, mm-hmm. he, found, he found his Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know? And then he found his voice. He found it because he always had his voice. You know, Justin was this artist, but we were coming to him for a specific thing. First, yeah. he was this like cute, obsessed thing. It was this Beatle mania, and then he was like this bad boy. And then, but it's like, but like no one got to come for Justin. And I feel like now you're coming for Justin. You, you as a person. Yeah. You know a little bit more about him. Yeah. He's
1: not the pop star. It's Somebody not. said something really interesting to me about Justin Bieber, which really resonated when that interview came out and the album came out. They said, and this may not be true for everybody, so keep all the hate mail off, off my, don't at me. But um, they said, every single super Justin Bieber fan has been obsessively in love with Justin Bieber, but also hated Justin Bieber. Is that true? I don't know, that's what they said. I thought it was a really interesting approach, which is, you know... He's experienced both, even from the people that are his fans. Like we've all gone, oh, why are you behaving that way? Like, what the is f- wrong with you? Like, that's the point. We've loved his music. We've also had, he's also been on the Yo, receiving. He's both a, sides. Yeah,
0: he's, bro, he's like a he's a human f-ing being. Like, this is a thing that's like so crazy to me. It's like, okay, Zane, if you do something stupid, like your yeah. your, your wife might be like. You're a fucking idiot, or your friends might be like, "Man, I'm disappointed in you." If you do something stupid, it's not on CNN the next day, yeah. unless you murder someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's like, we put all these artists, like, and it's like, for me, like, becoming an artist, I thought I always could relate to artists, and I did pretty good. But once you're that fucking artist, man, it is so different. Like me becoming an artist and like knowing what goes into it and stuff, it is, it's a different. So one.
1: why did you do it? You said you wanted to have more of an opportunity to create on your own terms and not be tied into that session after session. I get that. But having seen what Britney went through all the way through to Justin and everyone in between, you still decided to take the blue pill. I'll tell you exactly why. I'm, I,
0: there's an exact point. I'm sitting backstage, I'm with Ed. Yeah. We're on a tour, okay? We, Defiant Ones, just came out okay, we're watching it. We watch all of them in one day. We're sitting backstage watching it. And he stands up and he goes, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? We're not doing enough. That's Ed Sheeran for uh, you.
1: That's Ed To she- be clear, we all did that after watching the TV <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's Ed Sheeran though for you too. And he goes, what are we doing with ourselves? And I'm like, sitting there. And then he's like, all right. Literally, it was like out of a movie. He was like, they were like five minutes. And then he was like, all right, I gotta go. And he played... Uh, sold out arena Uh, sorry a sold out stadium Stadium. of 70,000 people okay and then I'm sitting backstage and I have this that there's actually a picture from it I have a giant teddy bear I'm like hugging this teddy bear and I'm like what are we doing with our lives and I'm sitting there and I'm walking around backstage I just watch it and I'm like and I have a label at the time I'm like you know I have artists signed to me I have Ones that have become successful, ones that haven't. I'm, learn- I'm figuring out how it works at the time. And that's how I'm, all- I'm always figuring out how it works. I don't know. I just step into sh- and just pray it all works. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, it's like when you write a song for someone, or you write a song with someone, let's say I do a song with Katy Perry, okay? After the song is done, We don't have any say, it's it's over. So it's like, she decides the video. She decides how she wants to do it. She decides this, which is her choice. That's what she's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I have no say in that. And then I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I think I can make a song, okay? I think I can make a song one. I think I can make a cool video. I think I know like what I wanna see. And I think I could come up with some cool marketing. And I was like, so why don't I, like, what am I waiting for? Like, like we're all gonna die. Like, what the fuck am I waiting for? Why don't I try? I remember I came up with the idea. The next day, me and Ed started a demo in Philadelphia. We write the East Side demo. And I remember I'm talking to him like a day later. And I'm like, so scared to ask him. I'm like, dude, I think I wanna like, become an artist and I think I want to use this as, as one of my first songs and I was like I thought he was gonna be like all right dude just like shut up we're putting this on my album and then he was like oh that's cool he was like yeah we, we should do that he was like he was like I can't believe you haven't done it already you have so many friends and stuff who do songs and stuff and then I was like I was kind of hoping he said no but he was like yeah let's do it so then I go on this journey have no idea that that I knew I'd have a big song, but I just didn't know it was like, East Side's not
1: like the song you listen to right away and you're like, oh yeah, for sure. Like Maybe not you, which is ironic. Yeah. Because I think everybody else did. The first time I heard it, I was like, well, this is going to go well. I mean, because it's a charming, it's a really charming record. I know "charming" is a word to get kicked around, and sometimes people like charming, but it is. It's like the performance is incredibly charming, the narrative is really charming, and the and and the two and the two artists that you got to, to work on it just the performance is like perfect in the pocket, and the narrative story is great.
0: You knew better than me, and I and I sat there and I was like, "Damn, okay, I guess this worked." And then like, so now I'm like. This thing that I wanted to fulfill me is actually fulfilling me, and I'm having fun, and I feel like it's like Mm. I feel like I'm 18 again, and I'm making music like, and not even thinking about anything else.
1: It's just cool that you know Ed helped you get to that point because I feel like you two discovered each other at a really crucial moment. You know, we all knew that Ed was successful songwriter and and had a career laid out in front of him, but I feel like when you came in, you leaned into his rhythmic, his rhythmic side in a big way and and you know he got don't real quick and then you guys became this whole other thing with love yourself
0: that was the day of the drake thing that was after the whole thing before we were wasted and and, and we're sitting there and we're like we're, on the bus after the thing yeah and we were like same night yeah we were like should we write a song and we were because basically how it works is if you're if you're going on a um if you're in Canada and you're going back to the US, there's like a two hour window before you get uh, from Toronto where you get stopped and you have to get out and do the visa stuff and all that. So we were like, man, should we go to sleep? Cause we'll be hung over. Should we just stay up and do it? And we're like, ah, let's just stay up and make a song. We make the song. We didn't even, we didn't even know. Like we played it for everyone and everyone was like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like we played it we, and we were like, oh, okay. I guess it. I, I guess it's okay. Like we were, and then like didn't think about it for a while, and then we were like, maybe maybe Justin could sing this, and it could be good.
1: And that's it. Yeah. And then he sang it. And then yeah. you, man. It's like it's like
0: honestly, it's like dude. A lot of times that's happened to me. I have not picked the song a few times. Like I remember, and I know everyone's gonna look at me like I'm crazy in this thing. But when we did Diamonds, same yeah. same thing, Rihanna. Diamonds, the best song. Everyone tells me, they're like, man, that's like the best song you've ever yeah, been a part the of. anthem. Didn't know. Okay, we made that beat. Okay. Made the beat with Stargate. Yeah. Okay. Amazing producers. Incredible. We wanted Kanye. We wanted it to be a Kanye song or a Lana Del Rey song. I remember it first. And we were like, we were like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do that. And then I remember Sia, just writing Sia being Sia. She can write like 700 songs in one second. And this was before Uber. And she was like, I just called the car, it says it's gonna be 15 minutes. Pull up a beat, pull up a beat. She didn't, come on, man.
1: Song. She didn't write that while the car was on the way.
0: Melody, lyrics, everything, done. Okay, then, then, we're listening to it a few days later and Stargate's like, yo, we're giving this song to Rihanna. It's gonna go. And I was like, I don't know, man. Why don't we just do- <laughs> I was like, should we, should we, uh, should we keep the beat for Kanye? And I was like, I don't know about it. I don't know if it's like, I don't know. And then I remember at the same time, I had given a beat CD like a month earlier to Paul Rosenberg to give to Eminem. And apparently, M
1: M had done a song to it. To diamonds. And I, yeah, and I didn't even know. And I'm sitting oh, there. Oh, you're, you're in trouble, man. Because what are you going to say? No to uh, imagine. I know, dude. This so, happens all the time, by the way. Competing artists for the same song. Dude,
0: dude, so when it happened, Paul was like, man, he was like, M had that beat on hold. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't even know. Like, so I'm sitting there. And then I finally am like, you know what, Stargate? You're like, I let go. I said, yeah. You guys know better. Than yeah. Me. Let's do it. She cut the song. First of all, the second she cut the song, they were completely right. I was like, this is the best song <laughs> I've ever done. And then, this is how life works,
1: full circle. Kanye West does a remix to the song. It all makes total sense. And you're in the rock family. All of a sudden, you're love familiar. Then you find yourself. Now, which came first? Because you ended up having some pretty essential times working on Beyonce's record, right? Didn't you live? <laughs> Dude. Okay. So another Kanye West type moment.
0: Beyonce had like, A house in the Hamptons, okay? She would invite people up there and you'd stay there. This was so many albums ago. I can't, Mm. this is like 2011, Mm. maybe 2010.
1: So it's Around the Throne.
0: Yeah. throne Yeah, I can't remember. This is the album she had that had XO on it. Yeah, yeah. So, like you're sitting there and it's Jay-Z and Beyonce and you're playing like, would you rather, asking... Beyonce, if she'd rather have constipation or diarrhea for her life, and you're <laughs> or you're like sitting there asking like Jay Z if he likes girls, like the, the, the show Girls, yeah. like one night we're chilling, like and it's like I'm, probably, like, I'm probably not gonna this will probably get ripped down off the internet, I'm probably not supposed to say any. There's probably gonna be like a sniper who's gonna like shoot me through this window right now, but like you're sitting there, and Beyonce's like, Let's have a beat battle. I'm sitting there, it's like me, Hit Boy, a few other guys. And we're like playing beats back and forth. And like, I'm playing beats and like Jay-Z's there. And we're just like drinking, chilling. And like, he like comes up to me and he's like, so like, he's like freestyling in my ear. And I'm like, Jay-Z is sitting here getting drunk with me while Beyonce is like singing little riffs and he's freestyling in my ear. And we're about to all go in like the pool after. And like, it's like, it, it, it's these moments I'm like, how is this my life? End of the night one night. This is the craziest story. We're sitting there, it's the end of the night. Everyone, it, it's like it's like the third night I'm there, okay? Okay, everyone's drunk, we're having fun, it's the best time ever. We're saying goodnight, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's at that point where I'm like, okay, like I haven't yet, I'm like, do I hug Beyonce? Like, it's like, are you at like, what's the protocol? Yeah, what's the protocol? Like, what do you, what do you do? It's like, like, are you just like, bye? Like, you know, for the first like night or so, it's like, we're not
1: that close yet.
0: And so I'm like, hey, bye, like at the end of the night. But it's like, we're all getting to know each other. And it's like, you know, normally in that time, I'd be like, hey, great, great to hang. Like, So, so I'm like, do I go in for the hug? Well, you? And you're like a little. <laughs> no, you, I'm a thing, everything. You're, you're, dude, you're, okay, you're, not, you're with Jay-Z and Beyonce. You're at their house. They're in like shorts and a t-shirt get, and you're sitting it. there. And I remember I go in for the hug, okay? And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to like kiss her on the cheek. That's like what you do no yeah you do everyone everyone does that like if i see someone i'm like i'm very european like you, you go That's in, not an excuse anymore you, no you go in and you do that this is years ago i okay, was even all right, more all right. european all right. um so so you go in and i went to do like kiss on the cheek and i guess we just like missed a little bit and i'm like i'm like just like no. I'm definitely at the corner of some sort no, of lip. No. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is the worst thing in my life. Like and I'm sitting there and as I'm doing it, like out of the corner of my eye, Jay-Z's like right there looking at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, my lip is here, hers is there, and there's definitely like some corner things are happening. And I'm just like, and I like look at Jay and I'm like, I'm oh, okay, I'm dead. Like this is, yeah, my yeah. life's over. It was great. Nice knowing you guys. He,
1: we need to get rid of the creepy guy who's
0: working on the beat. Yeah, not the like like this man is gonna be in a coffin tomorrow. Yeah, like and I'm like and I'm my life flashed before my eyes and I'm sitting there and like I look and then he's like. All right, bro, see you tomorrow.
1: Like, no one noted, she didn't, no one, this is, like, where my neuroses comes in. Of course, in. And because there's so many things going on, dude. You're trying to make music, but then you're living in this house, <laughs> and then it's become this colloquial, friendly situation, and, dude, you're just talking about the same social anxiety everybody faces every single day of their yeah. life, to some degree, but it just <laughs> happens to <laughs> be Beyonce. It's Beyonce. Like, that's the fundamental difference But here. the crazy
0: thing is, like, these things, like, and, look, you go and you look, that's a situation where, I never made music with Beyonce that came out. But that moment in my life, like, going there, learning from them, I learned so much from her, learned so much from him, and just like, that experience is the best to me. Like, it's not about like, to me it's about the journey, again. It's yeah. Just about like, like, I don't give a f- what happens. I don't, like,
1: Yeah,
0: I, I just got to have a
1: coolest two months of my life, you know? You talked about how hot it is for artists to exist within the, again, within the construct of success based on really what was driving the ambition in the first place, which wasn't that probably. It's probably just a desire to actually find right. a means of expression. Um, and we keep losing these artists, man. Like, and I think about Avicii, and I think about Juice, and I think about, you know, even Six Dogs, and I think about people that, you know, you've- collab- Sophie. Sophie, absolutely, 100% um and i just i just feel like losing these artists but it but for me it's like like someone like avicii like it just it it hit, it hits so hard because all the signs are kind of there do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when you look back on it it was clear that it was tough for him it's hard man it's,
0: it's you know i know a lot of you know personal my family it's like i got a lot of people in my family struggle with drug addiction, struggle with mental illness and it's like it's hard to see like a friend of yours going through something it's hard to lose a friend like I'm sure you everyone has I'm sure you've lost someone dear to you and it's like and then it's crazy when also that person is dear to so many people that they've never even met yeah you
1: know that's that's the interesting middle ground that you that you find yourself in is like a you know these people as friends and collaborators but equally you help create things that draw us all closer to them yeah like juice is a, is i mean in such a short period of time i mean the level of talent this that this and this this person had is just
0: he w- he was honestly like i could say like maybe the most talented person i've ever been in the room with like like okay juice world I, at first, I was in the car with one of my friends in New York, okay? My friend's a lawyer. He was like, hey, I got this guy. I'm trying to sign him. I'm trying to work with him. And then he played me, uh, he played me, I think he played me robbery. Um, Put your heart in a bag and nobody gets hurt. He had that song way before. So, play me that, and I was like, Yo, who the is this kid? He's like, I don't know. I think his name's like juice something or something like, I'm like looking all over the internet and I'm like, I'm like, is this him? And I'm like, and finally we find his uh, Instagram at the time. Okay, he has, he must have like 8,000 followers or something, hit him up, writes me back. I say, yeah, we gotta get in the studio. He says, I'm coming to LA next week. We get in the studio for the first time. No, no label, no anything. Everyone's trying to sign him. Labels are showing up with cars. Label people are yeah. showing every every single person. People people know because yeah. he's like he's starting to get buzz. Yeah, we get in. He sits down. I, he hadn't really been in studios like that and hadn't worked with a lot of people yet because um, I was one of the first that he worked with, he started working with people that trip and trip after, but like, he's like, he was like, like when he walked in the studio, he was like, whoa, like, it's like, like, you know, it's like, he was just stoked. Like he was in like a big studio. And I remember we were sitting there and he's like, play a beat, play him a beat. He goes, all right, all right, put me in. And I was like, I literally, three seconds He goes in. And the first song we did was a song called Real that I put out, okay. He goes, and the second song we did was "Roses." Okay, he goes into the booth, and I, I swear, a lot of people say shit like this: goes into the booth, freestyles an entire song, verse, chorus, melody, lyrics, and not like "day, hey, bay." That he's like saying shit yeah, that's real. He's, he's late. That's real. Says, "Play it again." Does it? two more times and then says, pick the best song. Like, he's like, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you. Okay, this is one take right here. Watch.
1: You'll be able to hear. Lyrics,
0: everything. Like that's one vo- one vocal, you can see it. Yeah, 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 no way. Like he, he he's just
1: one of those guys that like that like I have. I mean, first of all, the performance in itself. Even if he went and just mumbled that. Sh- the vocal, getting, has, getting his believe. vocal performance in one take like that dude. without having to do it again. But to be able to, like, put a narrative that would speak to so many people and be so authentically himself and not try to pretend to be anything that he's no. not. And any time we got in it
0: was the best time. Yeah. The best time. He's, one of, he's the funniest dude in the world. Like, whether we're working at his house and he's, we're, we're like, he's just one of those dudes who's, like, also knows about every music he'll just be like oh i love like panic at the disco and like oh i love like this unreleased future sh-.
1: like he knows everything yeah panic at the disco paramour like the blink like these bands man they really resonated with a certain type oh my of God. artist who was searching for melody to connect that melody with the with what they're going through now right yeah. like okay cool i can apply that to this oh it's like it's like
0: you probably ask Uzi who's your favorite artist. He'll I probably say Paramore.
1: I asked Uzi who's who's your inspiration, and he said my Hayley, vocal inspiration is Haley Williams.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and because they're because of like music and how the internet was, you're getting these amazing artists that now that are these very interesting, different, like like. Science experiments of everything that we love, and I, I like. I hate it when people talk about genres because I just like music that makes me feel, and it's good music. Mm. And it's like you know, you look at someone like Uzi, you look at someone like Juice World, yeah. and it's like they're these artists that are just like they—they're so they can—they're they're chameleons. Just they can do done anything. anything they want. You
1: said before something which I thought was really great because when I talked to Rick Rubin a few years back, which was a great moment for me. And the, the one big takeaway from that sort of day I spent in Shangri-La, first time I ever went to Shangri-La, was he's just the ultimate fan. Like, he's the ultimate music fan. And every decision he makes sort of seems to come from this space of, like, I just want to be around the best music that yeah. I can fan out to. And that's the same thing for you, huh? Just- that's all
0: I want to do. Like, I want to listen to the best music. Like, seeing Juice in there, seeing these people, like, it's like it's it it gives me this feeling i can't even explain it and it's like there's nothing like it in the world and it still happens to me every time every time like and it's like you're sitting there and it's just and when that magic moment clicks in a song it's like the best feeling there's no it's like you get this like feeling in your heart that feels like you're kind of getting run over by, you're about to get run over by a car. So you're like trying to jet out of the way and you get these butterflies in your stomach and like that's when that stops happening, then I'll stop making music. But that happens for me. And it's like, man, it's like, it's the ultimate bliss. It's like when I'm sad, I make music because I can get that feeling. If I'm happy, I make music. So
1: it is directly connected to your equilibrium, to your need to stay balanced. I do a lot of walking. I do a lot yeah, of yeah, cooking. Yeah.
0: Like that's what it, that's what it's about, man. We gotta live like what, like it's like, you know, you look at people like Six Dogs, you look at people like Juice World. you look at people like Sophie. Short. It's, it's a like, gift,
1: man, you gotta really you grab never,
0: it. You never know,
1: you never, you never know. know, you can
0: be gone tomorrow. And it's like, what the f- did you do today? Like, what'd you do today? Like what, like it's like, if yeah. there's something you wanna do, do it today. What are you waiting for?
1: Yeah. So what's motivating you right now?
0: Like, you know, someone asked me the other day, because I'm, I'm on, I'm on Dave, okay? I'm on Lil Dicky's show, and I get to help come up with ideas with them, and we're doing the show, and, and someone said, someone offered me a, an acting role, and I said, man, I said, I'm not an actor. Like, to me, the things that motivate me are like- You said yes, though, right? undecided Um, to me I'm sitting I get to sit with my friend Dave okay who I think is one of the most talented people on planet Earth. I agree okay and I get to watch him change the world with with both music and now a television show and and knowing that that's what he wanted to do the whole time and like music was just a means to the television show which is just a means to the next thing he's gonna do and watching someone like do their dreams, getting to be a part of it. And like, do I wanna be an actor? No. Do I wanna be there by his side acting with them and laughing my fucking ass off and getting to sit in his trailer at lunch and in our underwear and like make jokes and smoke a joint and like eat funny food and like talk? Yeah, that's what it's like. Life is about those experiences. And it's like what we were saying, it's about being able to be 60 years old and say, yo, you remember that one time when we were doing, or like, if I'm like, I'm never gonna run out of stories if I'm sitting with random people in a cafe or something. Yesterday we're filming and it was hailing actually outside and we were filming and I'm just like, like this is a cool another chapter in my life, you know? So it's like, those are the things that are inspiring me right now. I always liked cooking. Why not have a cooking show with a friend of mine? Like, why not do these things that when you say them in your head, yeah. like when you're high or something, they make you laugh and you're like, "Oh, I'll never do that." Why not? Just do it. Like it's like like I urge you if there's something that you want to do in your life that you're not sure of, unless it's like you want to like murder your next-door neighbor or something, <laughs> you should do it. You should try it. Who who cares? Failure is the only thing that could happen. You're either gonna be pretty good at it or like at least okay at it or you're gonna fail miserably. And I'm okay every day of the week trying something and failing, falling straight, straight on my face. I do a lot of times, but nobody remembers those times. Mm. Nobody remembers how many shots Michael Jordan missed. They, they remember Michael Jordan f- fading away with his tongue out, you know? And that's how I see life. Like, it's like, man, it's like, don't be scared. Don't be scared or be scared, but still do it. Sometimes I'm petrified when I'm doing stuff,
1: but I do it. Betty Blanco, ladies and gentlemen, international producer, songwriter to the stars, and as of the last few years, artist in his own right, telling us some tales, potentially tall and otherwise, but who are we to say about his incredible journey to the top of the pop squad? Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, rate, comment, follow, or none of the above.